Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 23 of the Video Game Mythos podcast. My name is Ryan. Today, here to take you on yet another exciting adventure as we explore the characters and backstories of some of our favorite video games. Today, we're going to take a look at one of the probably most popular Far Cries of its of the series, Far Cry 3. The Far Cry that stepped up to the plate and broke the conventional barriers of not only functionality and mechanics, but also a whole new way to tell a story. And today we're going to look at a specific character of the Far Cry 3 story named Jason Brody, a high school college graduate who goes out with his friends on an adventure and an adventure they do indeed have. I'd like to thank you for joining us on this episode of Video Game Mythos. Jason Brody, born in 1987 in Los Angeles, California, is the middle of three siblings, Grant and Riley. Even in his early years, Jason already was a skilled athlete and participated in many events at high school and in college. At some point in his life, he meets Lisa Snow and falls in love with her. After Riley earns his pilot license, Jason and his friends begin to celebrate in Thailand. Lisa and Jason's relationship begins to waver a little bit because Lisa sees that Jason's mainly party-focused and has a lack of a bigger goal in life. Jason's older brother, Riley, was in the Marines and served overseas for many years throughout Jason's high school years and through college years. So Jason sees the hardships that Riley had went through and tries to compensate for that formula by just living it up the best way that he can. Unfortunately, that leaves him, usually, in the less serious of the situations. He takes things too lightheartedly and doesn't commit to things like a woman like Lisa would want. This night at the nightclub, Jason and Keith and Riley have a fight with their group of patrons, which causes them to flee. At the time, the friends meet Doug, the nightclub DJ, who convinces them to go to this island where they can do anything. Or so he says. What Jason and his friends don't know is that Doug is actually a spotter. Doug keeps an eye out in these nightclubs for tourists that might be a good candidate for this human trafficker slash insane pirate named Voss Montenegro. So the good friend that Doug is books a skydiving adventure the next day for these group of friends. So Jason, Grant, Riley, and Lisa all go on this skydiving adventure over the island where they can do anything they want. As soon as Jason and his friends lands, their whole lives change, leading to the events of Far Cry 3. So that was the backstory, and now here's the baseline. The opening intro to Far Cry 3 reveals some truths and installs some motivation to your character that sets a really good foundation for how the game starts. And here it is. The opening scene is at night. You're stuck in a bamboo cage with your brother Grant, who is an ex-Marine. Grant has a plan for escape. He takes the initiative. He is very assertive and has a very commanding sense of getting the job done because of his former military experience. Grant, able to loosen the ties that bonded him, um, he's able to escape from this bamboo structure and also free you. As you are both just about to escape the camp, you are found out by Voss that you escaped and Voss shoots Grant in the neck. Jason, now watching his older brother bleed out, is forced to flee 
and leave his brother's body behind. Jason barely escapes and actually almost drowns, but is found by somebody named Dennis. Dennis happens to be a local warrior of a tribe named the Rakyat. The Rakyat is pretty foreign to how we would consider life. They live off of the land, they're hunters and foragers, but they are also warriors because of the impact that the pirates and the human traffickers have on their native culture and their native lands. So actively, the Rakyat are constantly fighting these pirates, this band of pirates that have taken over their set of islands. Now Jason Brody has proved to his rescuer, Dennis, that he is capable of not only escaping from Voss and not only making sure that his life can continue, Dennis awards Jason with the Tatao of the Rakyat Warrior. The Tatao of the Rakyat Warrior is a very symbolic tattoo that is now insignified on Jason's arm. The tattoo is divided up into multiple components, the first of which is made up of three animals, the pelican, the shark, and the spider. These three animals are significant not only in this game, but in our real world. The pelican has been observed as being selfless and is often photographed with Jesus Christ. The pelican in this game symbolizes selflessness in a way that allows it to care for things around it. It is holistic. It, it, it embodies truth. The pelican in real life actually exerts selflessness through the care for its young. Oftentimes in observation, we have seen pelicans who cannot find food for their young stab themselves with their own beak and allow the children, the small young pelicans to feed off of themselves. This act of selflessness is what allows the pelican to be a bold symbol for the Rakyat warriors. The second of which is the spider. The spider is all about planning. It is about careful construction of a web it is about planning its attack, and it's about patience, about waiting for the right moment to strike, about waiting its entire life for a single meal or two to be delivered to it. And the last symbol is the shark. The shark is primal. It is the fear. It is the assertive strength that is required to prevail in situations where adversity can prevail. The shark, the spider, and the pelican holistically symbolize what the Rakyat warrior is. Jason's acquiring of the Rakyat warrior is also an implementation of the game's functionality to progressively allow you to get new perks and new skills. Every skill that you unlock unlocks a portion of the tattoo and the tattoo symbolizes what that skill allows you to accomplish. As Dennis bestows this tattoo onto Jason, Jason undergoes a mental transformation, not because of what it means to him, but because of the poisons, the toxins, the drugs that are laced in this tattoo. The tattoo they put on manually, and if you're not familiar with what that means, they don't use a buzzing needle that quickly vibrates to disturb the skin and allow ink to flow in. Instead, there are two very dull needles with a blunt end on the other side like a small hammer and the blunt end is smacked with a hammer, which allows the needles to slowly and abrasively move the skin to allow the ink that is 
that the needles are dipped into to, to mark the skin permanently. This causes Jason to go into a little bit of a trip. And this trip is, isn't like the typical trip that you would think of. This trip is almost religious. It brings Jason into a whole new phase in his life where he is really embodied by the Rakyat warrior. He begins to look out at the horizon and see the leaves swaying. He sees the animals and he must use these things to his advantage to allow him to sneak through the woods, allow him to take the life of an elk, to use its nutrients to allow his body to continue. He sees these things and they holistically embrace him into this new person. As he begins his adventure with these newfound skills and abilities, not only from a perspective of self-preservation, but also from a perspective of wholeness, Jason Brody is put into a confrontation with a pirate where he is forced to take the life of another human. Jason has a real big mental issue with this. He doesn't like to take the life of others. And he does manage to rescue a few of his friends. He meets a doctor, Dr. Earnhardt. Dr. Earnhardt offers his house as a safe place for his friends. So it's almost like the safe house in the game. It's a safe area where you can go. A lot of quests take place here. But as Jason visits the house and goes back to his friends after committing murder, he seems really distant. And his friends and family, it, it left them disturbed that or concerned for Jason. Jason ventures back out into the Rakyat forests to try to help the Rakyat and to do damage to the pirates that are affecting their lands, to free them. Jason's changed because he no longer fears killing. He actually craves it. His friends and family see this change in Brody and also notice the tattoo on his arm, which makes them even more concerned. After bidding adieu to his friends, Jason goes to the pirate's base where Voss is. Believing that Jason was dead after a confrontation between the two, Voss is celebrating Jason's death, although it transpires he was actually waiting for him. After Jason kills numerous pirates and reaches a warehouse, he and Voss fight. But Jason enters a delusional state, fighting multiple duplicates of Voss in his dream. He reaches a final Voss, and after a brief struggle, he impales him through the chest with a dragon's knife, and he collapses right beside him. Jason wakes up to a rock yacht temple where a goddess named Citra, Citra again drugs Jason, and then Jason promises her that he will kill for her, that he will serve her any way that she wishes. Jason is of course tripping balls right now, but the visuals are absolutely stunning, both of Citra and of, you know, the trippy Aurora fields that they're really good at. Far Cry is known for tripping balls in such a great way that it's almost far out, which should be the new title for this game. Amongst all of Jason's delusions and his fervent sexual tension with Citra, the goddess of the Rakyat warriors, he comes to a time where he is almost possessed by Citra. There was a moment during this 
brief period of tension that Jason remembered somebody. Her name was Lisa. And about this time, Lisa comes in, enters the temple. Citra and Jason both see her. Jason's relationship with Lisa was tenuous. The strain is depicted as a result of Jason's immaturity and of his party-centric lifestyle. But Jason's changed a lot in the past few days as he struggled on these islands and killed for the protection and continuity of life for his friends. Lisa sees that in Jason and is not ready to let go. But Jason has been drugged into a new love. Citra walks between Jason and Lisa, and as she moves toward Lisa, she holds her hand out along Jason's chin and brushes the side of his cheek. With one swoop motion, her hand leaves his cheek and reaches down to her waist to grab the dragon sword. And with a swift motion, she rips it out and stabs Lisa in the chest. The wound wasn't immediately lethal, and Citra walks away, gives time for Lisa and Jason to say their goodbyes. Lisa looks up at Jason as she's lying on the ground in a small pool of her own blood, and she begins to cry. Lisa says to Jason that she was just waiting for Jason to grow up. And now that he has, she doesn't get to be with him. Jason's mind drifts away in pain, in emotion. In a turmoil, a whirlwind of darkness, his mind sinks into a slow, steady seclusion. Amidst this darkness, small wisps of light begin to circle amongst him. He begins to hear a beautiful and soft voice. It's the voice of Lisa. He opens his eyes and briefly blinded by the bright light of the afternoon before him, he sees Lisa's face. The moral of this story, kids, is to not do drugs. Thank you, oh thank you, thank you to all of our listeners. A big shout out goes to all of you for helping us get to number seven on the top charts of the games and hobbies section on iTunes. A major accomplishment for the Video Game Mythos crew, Michael and I, thank you for your support as we progress to dig up these graves and shed light on these awesome video game characters. It's been a pleasure bringing you this content provided to you by 13 Palm Trees Podcast Productions. My name is Ryan. Once again, hit us up on social media for any suggestions for content that you would like us to cover. I'm fervent for ideas and I'm ready to explore some creative freedoms. So I'm going to give you the loved, the classic, the craved love and appreciation for you listening to Video Game Mythos.